0: Ladies and gentlemen, RPA is proud to present Aaron's Horror Show with Aaron Frail. Uh, uh, uh. Baby, it's time to ride the funk train. This is Funkmaster V with Wrestling With Ghosts and a PsyParanormal.com. Babies, you're listening to Aaron's Horror Show. Welcome to Aaron's Horror Show Season 3, and I'm your host, Aaron Frail. We're going to go ahead and talk about movies, TV, and read some fiction. If you want to get hold of the show, you can go ahead and go to facebook.com, Aaron's Horror Show, or you can go to twitter.com, Aaron Horror Show, or you can go ahead and send us an email at show at gmail.com. Uh, you can also go ahead and support the show by going to patreon.com forward slash Aaron Frail. Thank you so much for listening, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Aaron's Horror Show, and I'm your host, Aaron Frail. Alright, we got some more Orion for you today. I'm sure you're excited. Alright, so just a recap, he's been through three different lives at this point. Life 1, which is in the Roman times, Life 2, in the medieval times, and Life 3, which is in uh, Vietnam, and uh, some weird stuff has been going on. So let's go to the next chapter, which is called Life 2.22. 2.1 was not included because it was way super embarrassing. I tripped and broke my leg on a log while running towards the castle. Stabby had to roam the forest for days to find me, and I honestly thought I would recover from that one, but nope. My other lives before 2.22 didn't really make any significant progress on my existence either, so it's better I skip them too. When my consciousness kicked in on the tree branch overlooking the princesses, progression. My only thought was, alright, time to get on that princess action. Like clockwork, the branch snapped, and I tumbled down in front of the caravan. Sure, it sucked to go through an abusive father again, and all those rotten memories of my life, but my do-over moment in this life made sense. I was meant to win the tournament in the heart of the princess. There was no doubt in my mind that I was destined to be with her. I figured that's why Stabby went insane. He never found out the reason for his do-over, so he's doomed to repeat it forever. I'd be happy to help the guy figure out what he needed to accomplish if he didn't kill me every time I met him. All I needed was to avoid him and get my happily ever after. In this case, if I kept living a life with Princess over again, it'd generally be a happily ever after. But first, I needed to deal with a certain Captain Arshole of the Guard bellowing at me we have a highwayman, bandle lady. shall i dispose of him for attempting to rob your ladyship i'm not here to rob anybody i'm here to pay respects to the princess i bowed shut up boy the captain raised his hands to smack me the princess called out wait a captain lowered his hand bring the child here she said child i'm 17 that's mid-40s by medieval standards "'I should have had ten kids by now.' "'The captain cut me off as he shoved me towards the carriage "'and held the sword in a try anything else decapitate you manner. "'Tell me, boy,' she said. "'What were you doing in that tree?' "'Enjoying the view, especially now that you're in it,' I smirked. "'The captain slapped me and said, "'Do not know that the princess is spoken for. "'Only a knight anointed by God to win singles combat can win her heart.' "'A bloodbath at a wedding?' Must be one hell of a wedding planner. He raised his hand again to smack me. Enough, Grimwalt, Princess said. My father has awarded a kiss from my bravest subject in the entire land. Do you plan to enter the tournament tomorrow? Hells yeah, I said. I'll be there. You can count on it. The guards roared with laughter, and the captain added, The whelp would kiss a headstone before he got near your lips, my lady. <laughs> princess chided him come now grimwald is that not founding principle of our kingdom that all people are created equal under god shouldn't this young man enter the tournament so that he will in turn have an equal chance of winning my affection as any other dude i said to grimwald i'd listen her she knows what she's talking about this boy has no better chance of winning than finding a dragon that shits golden eggs Grimwalt said, determined to keep me in my place. It made me wish there was a dragon that could shit golden eggs within at least a day's ride of the castle. I would have loved to see the look on Grimwalt's face if I flew in the keep with a dragon, but you know, other than the unusually long lifespan, it seemed that I lived in a world without magic. It's too bad. Sticking it to Grimwalt had become a pastime in this life. Nonsense, the princess replied, and then looked at me. "'You've added more interesting conversation in these few moments than Grimwald could provide in a fortnight. "'I trust I'll see you at the tournament tomorrow. You can count on it,' I smiled. "'Good,' she said. "'Let it be known that under the eyes of the king, everyone is equal, "'be them coated in the dust of a farm or lathered in riches. "'Everyone is to be treated with the same dignity. "'You best remember that, Grimwald, for this boy may very well be your king one day.' Yes, my lady, Grimwalt said, and then gave me the stink eye. The princess ordered the entourage forward, and they all began to march. A cloud of dust enveloped me, and even though I knew it was coming, I still choked. Grimwalt mounted his horse and lingered, just as he had done in the previous iterations. Once the caravan rounded the corner, Grimwalt held a sword to my neck. You sullied the princess's good name, he spat. I will kill you before I let you sully the throne as well I nudged his sword away and said, yeah, yeah, if I'm not here, you'll burn my farm down, kill my goats or something. He'd been taken aback and spurred his horse into a gallop, kicking up more dust, once leaving me coughing with versions of the princess floating through my head. The first few iterations of life, too, were my first real opportunity to test out how deterministic the universe was with the trajectory of my life. Even though I only seemed to have free will from the do-over point in each of my lives, I always had a powerful desire to keep going on the path life had set for me. In this life, I had Princess in my third, Princess showed up again in my first. Even though I hadn't met her in Persian yet, I had a suspicion that she was the pot of gold at the end of the battlefield of death. If I could make it through the horde of barbarians, the tortoiseshell infantry, and the arrows of doom, I somehow knew she'd be there. I suppose I could have deserted the battle to begin with, the whole campaign was just to make some Roman fat cat rich, but something was driving me forward. I knew the road ahead would be trouble, but that didn't stop me from pushing through and attempting to solve my way out of the problem. To me, the battle wasn't the problem, it was avoiding Stabby. If I could prevent getting wounded my first life, avoid the dungeon in this and the Viet Cong in the third, I'd have an entire life to do what I wanted. To take control, I needed to guide it rather than it guiding me. I began by making small choices with what I did between now and the tournament tomorrow. In the original version of Life 2, I went home and was beaten by my father for the honor of being invited to the competition. I figured that in 2.1, I'd spare myself the beating and would hang out in the woods for the entire night and then head to the tournament in the morning. I was happily drifting off to sleep under the oak tree next to the crystal clear lake. When my father stampeded through the woods towards me before I could run, he grabbed me by the arm and dragged me back to the farm. When I finally got back to 2.2, I tried hiding in a different place. 2.22 was the same. No matter where I hid, my father would find me and he would lock me up in that stupid attic. The next morning, life 2.22 was a lot like the others. I was sore from the walloping my father had given me, and I woke up to my father's red fat face poking through the attic floor. Both my wrists were tied to the support beams as usual, and the conversation went the same way. If you think you're going to embarrass the family in front of the whole kingdom, think again, boy. But dad, I had said in 2.1, the captain of the guard will burn this place down, I had said in 2.6. Fuck it, let this place burn, I said in 2.22. Then you best not be in it when it does, he huffed down and scrambled down the ladder. Just like the previous times, I heard him kick a few objects knock over the family cauldron before stampeding out of the house. All right, that is all we have time for today. Thank you so much for listening, and I will go ahead and finish this chapter on the next, uh... Time I Read Orion. All right. Thank you so much for listening, and you have other good stuff you could listen to. We have RPA on Mondays. I'm on Tuesdays. and Mysterious, Mysterious Moments on Wednesdays. The Sandman's Lullaby is a phantom cast, mostly on Thursdays. And then don't forget all the video shows that come out the first of the month in your podcast feed. Thank you so much for listening. Have a good day.